Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Peter, how are you doing? Good, all good. I've a bit excited, but nice, exciting drive home. What's happened? Listening, listening to talk sport. Oh, okay. I know it's not, know it's not our, uh, what do you call it? Sport. Expertise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I don't know, it's fucking exciting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, it's just that I suppose because he's one of the biggest superstars in sport, but yeah. Do you feel like football, and obviously we're talking about Ronaldo just going to United very quickly. Um, do you feel like it's a bit fucked up that the two best players on the planet are being fucking shocked around? Like, oh, like I don't understand it, Pete. What do you mean? What, unfair like, on them or just... Well, I just feel like you've got Messi and Ronaldo, two of the best players to ever live. And like both their clubs are just happy to just let... It's so weird. Like Messi had to literally find another club. Ronaldo's being shopped around left and right to City and then United. <laughs> like, mate, they're two of the greatest play- players that ever graced the league. I don't feel sorry for him in the slightest, though. <laughs> Get no, out in sorry the fucking him. slightest. The only thing I'm disappointed in is... Imagine if Messi had gone to City and then Ronaldo come in and went to United. It would have been it would have been even bigger. It would have been like a fucking WWE event. It's like nice like City City versus like United, Ronaldo versus Messi. All these questions answered. It would have been fucking mad for telly. It would have been better if they both went to PSG. That would have been sick. Imagine nah, yeah, that from three. Yeah, but I don't watch fucking French football. Like, yeah, but you'd see him in Europe, wouldn't you? You'd see him in Europe. That'd be nah, mental. Not that well. I'm not watching that Europe this year. <laughs> oh, it's all about Europa, isn't it? It's all about That's Europa. It. <laughs> got uh, anyway, anyway, fuck that absolute circus of a sport. Um, let's concentrate on on MMA. Pete, um, give me some of your takeaways um, for this card that just happened. Obviously, we don't normally do this. We normally go through the card. I know, but was there any big takeaways that you can remember from this fights? So, or I, I suppose you would you have to be reminded as we go through them. I mean. I was oh fuck oh, <laughs> oh bless you double back <laughs> um, double back uh, I was just imp- I was just impressed with the like the main event was fucking class it's always like we I know it's weird all these fighters are like top level but for some reason lately it's like the main events just like the maybe it's the tension and stuff in the in the arena and just they just up their game like the Dillashaw fight that was like an amazing fight like this fight just gone it was just so tense all the way through you just don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen um, but yeah I was just impressed with Cannoneer mostly just yeah. Gastelum especially when it was when he dropped him and he got straight back up and got back in his face again I was like what the so fuck tough. like he ain't even he's not even days like so um, tough I just thought he looked more professional obviously he got beat by Whitaker, but he had that eye injury, he said. Mm. So mm-hmm. I remember he had that fucked up eye. So he sort of, I guess he used that as an excuse and said he could have done better. But yeah, it was, I think he just had a really professional, like, yeah, number one sort of contender sort of fight. Yeah. Yeah, really, really amazing performance from. Um, I've literally just finished the card um, just before we were recording, so it's really fresh in my memory. Just going back to um, to the to the start of the card. Um, obviously, it was on uh, on Saturday. Um, I was awake. Um, I think for this because uh, we were sort of texting about it. But my recording started with Roosevelt Roberts, uh, Roosevelt Roberts against Baja Mendez, and um, Baja Mendez landed one of the craziest spinning wheel kick KOs. I think i've ever seen he puts roberts out absolutely cold um it wasn't enough to keep me awake 
Um, but it was absolutely incredible. Uh, you remember this knockout, Pete? We were texting about yeah, it. Yeah, that was, was the same. I was just like, you think you, well, I'd, I'd, I'd had a few drinks, but I was like, I felt I felt fine. I got in, I was like, let's, let's do it. I had some food. I was like, let's do this. I reckon I could stay up. And then obviously there's that. And yeah, I think I fell asleep like, shortly after. It's just the gaps in between the fights. You like, you just want to see like one fight after another, but you got all the bits in between. It's true. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy watching it um, when it's when it's uh, like recorded because I, I literally I, I sh- maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm not getting the full experience. But I fast forward through all of the ring walkouts, all of the in-between rounds, all of like mo- the only things I watch is the actual fighting and then the post-fight mm. interview. That's post-fight. basically all yeah, I watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically yeah. what I watch out because I like seeing a call out. Um, but no, really, really amazing there from Ignacio Bahamundes. We love to see a spinning wheel kick knockout. It was similar to uh, Edson Barbosa's against Terry Edom. Just absolutely uh, amazing. There were some great knockouts on this card. So that was uh, got the got the night off to a really, really good start. Following that was a light heavyweight fight. Two big boys in there. William Knight against Fabio Chirant. And four minutes of round one, William Knight... Um, absolutely drops him with a left hook. It was a strange knockout, this one, Pete, because normally um, with a left hook, um, you know, your arm's bent and you're looping it round. Um, There's me talking like I've ever fucking knocked someone out. But um, you throw in a left hook and obviously it's round hook. But William Knight's arm, it looks straight in this one. It was a strange knockout. what do you mean? So he was like almost like if his if his hand was open, it would have been a slap. Or exactly right. So he's, he's caught oh. him as he's coming in, uh, and then thrown a, a left hook. And as he's thrown the left hook, it didn't look like anything. His arm was straight. Um, it and the connection just didn't look like anything. But it's these punches. You don't know these these guys have just got so much power that with was a straight like, hook, crazy. I haven't seen it. Was it like um? I can't remember if his arm was bent. I think his. I don't think Angano's was bent that much either. When Steve Ray jumped in on him, yeah, it was just that, just that force, and it. It's just, just. I guess with him jumping in as well, like you said, like yeah, and fucking Jason Knight. So was it Jason Knight? Yeah, William Knight. Big William fuck. Knight. William, William Knight. Sorry, William Knight. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. It's yeah. really, really impressive for him. It's an, and a great knockout. And then he just jumps on Fabio uh, and gets the TKO stoppage. So really, really impressive from him there. Um, we had uh, Bay Malecki in the next fight against uh, Josiane Nunes. Did you see this one, Pete? The women's bantamweight no. division fight. Um, Nunes just is an absolute warrior. Um, a big KO on this one here. Um, Malecki was so much taller. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch these after this, I think. <laughs> listen, the prelims were amazing. The prelims were amazing. Yeah. Um the height difference was crazy. So Nunes was literally like up to uh, Maleki's chest. It was crazy. Um, mm. And Maleki just wasn't using the range. All she had to do really was kind of use kicks, use long range punches. But Nunes was just barraging in um, and, yeah. and, and just attacking the head uh, and puts her out with a really, really big shot. Really, really amazing performance from, from Nunes there. Uh, DC was like, I think I've got a new favourite fighter. Like the way she was fighting, she was just going all gut, like guns blazing, balls to the wall uh, and a really, really fun fight there as well. We also had Brian Boom Kelleher, Pete, against Domingo Pilate. Did you see Brian Kelleher's fight? No, <laughs> I, just, I literally started on the main card the next day. All right, fair enough. So Kelleher, was, he the, was he the main? Was he the main prelim? No, uh, no. So he was um, the uh, the penultimate fight of the prelims, and uh, the main the the um, 
the main event of the prelims is actually really exciting. So Brian Kelleher um, against Domingo Pilate in the bantamweight division. Um, Kelleher was really dominant um, on this fight. He was dominant on the ground. Uh, round two, much of the same. Uh, Pilate did end up on top at one point, uh, but Kelleher got the decision, um, got the win by the unanimous decision. Big, big call out um, at the end of the fight for Sean O'Malley um, from, from Brian Kelleher there, um, shouting... Um, literally going mad. He was basically saying, Sean sure, sure O'Malley, stop saying people are ducking you. I'm right here. We'll be like, what's good? Let's go. Uh, I would love to see that fight. Brian Keller yeah, against Sean O'Malley, that'd be fun, Pete. Mm, yeah, especially if he's wrestling as well. Really interesting. It'd be really, really interesting for that one there. Um, then, uh, yeah, so really impressive from Brian Keller. He's one of the, the kind of standouts of the lockdown period for me. Um, I loved his his first knockout um, that he did. Uh, I can't remember who it was against now, but yeah, really, really impressed uh, by Brian Keller. And he's definitely one of the fighters that's on the up. Um, he also liked one of our posts once on Instagram, and that was really exciting. <laughs> um, the, 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 the featured prelim, Pete, it was Austin Lingo. Um, against Luis Saldana. Um, round one was an absolute striking clinic from Luis Saldana. I was hoping you would have watched this one, actually, because um, Saldana was very, very, uh, and I hope you won't mind the comparisons, um, very McGregor-like. Wide stance, uh, southpaw, landing really, really good strikes. Um, and I thought, right, Austin Lynn goes in for a really, really long night here because he was putting on an absolute clinic in the first round. But then, um, and he shattered his eye as well, but then round two, much better from Lingo, um, digging in leg shots, swinging for the fences, um, hurt him in the second round, really hurting his body, got his back. Uh, and then Austin Lingo um, ended up um, getting, the, uh, getting the decision there. And yeah, the prelims are really exciting, Pete, so make sure you check these out. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the main card then. So Alexandra Pantoja against Brandon Royval. You saw this one, Pete? Mm, yeah, yeah. What did I you think, think uh... of this one? I didn't know, this is skipping straight to the end, I didn't know he'd beaten Brandon Moreno twice. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. what the fuck? I was like, it's weird how that happens, isn't it? I'm thinking like Pantoja's, because I didn't really, I didn't look into his record when we first saw him, like mm. last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't really look into it. I was like, oh, he's a newcomer. And But yeah, he's beaten the champion like twice. And it's just like, but he, it's nice because he's, I like him. He's really like aggressive and he seems like a nasty guy just looking at him. But like when you hear him speak, he was just so humble and he's like, look, I'm just happy. I'm glad you're the champion and we get maybe to do it again. Like let's fight. And that's just going to be, because I thought he was, to be honest, I thought he was gassing a little bit, but like, I think it's maybe just because of Roy Val's pace. Mm-hmm. But once he got his back and fucking it, like he was obviously he was like trying to get his back for the whole fight really when it went to the ground that he mm. just couldn't get them hooks in couldn't get it in and then all of a sudden when he sunk it in it was like fucking hell it was quick like just dangerous on the floor man like that's if that is the next title fight that's going to be so exciting it's going to be amazing um just talking about the fight itself uh the, the first round it, uh, look watching it as an mma fan um and having you know your, your really basic understanding that i have of uh wrestling jiu-jitsu and striking um it was just beautiful to watch the transitions were amazing uh, amazing royval just doesn't stop moving pantoja just mm. didn't stop moving the scrambles were amazing the transitions were amazing really really fun uh grappling matchup and round two again just so busy um royval was just so slippery but pantoja managed as you said pete to get him grab his bank 
uh, grab his back uh, and sink in a rear naked choke. Um, Pantoja obviously gets the win. And then, yeah, so he's beaten Moreno uh, with a 30-27. Uh, and then he's also <laughs> beat him uh, with a submission as well. So he even said that after the fight, you know, I've beat you convincingly. Both mm. fighters now, obviously, um, on a on, on a different trajectory. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, would you be upset if they made a Figueredo Moreno fight again, or would you be looking now to see Pantoja? I'd rather see that. I'd rather see this new one. Mm. Yeah, I think because uh, I, whenever that happens, I'm always like Figueredo can always go out and just smash someone else. Do you know what I mean? He's not gonna. He's still a superstar. I think like he's just his just his power and stuff. He's still a scary guy, but. I don't think there's any need to keep making these fights over and over again. It's like it's like uh, it's like Stipe, like he's come out and said like oh, I want that title shot straight away again. Obviously, Gano is meant to be fighting Garn, mm. so obviously he'll get he'll, maybe he wants the winner of that. But it's just mm. when they if they, if they'd have made Gano Stipe free again, I would have been like, look, man, it's fucking <laughs> it's fun <laughs> it's fun to see. They're always different, but it's just you. I, I always love seeing new fights. Like it's yeah. just more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And then again, I, I do see it from the other point of view where it's like dominant champs like Figueredo and Stipe, you know, they've just lost the title. They basically deserve they deserve a rematch, you know. But the only thing for me is the difference between some fights um, having a rematch and some not having a rematch is um, when it's like a definitive, like Nganu and Stipe had a definitive yeah. end. Uh, Moreno, Figueredo had a definitive end, you know, a knockout and a submission. There was no decision business going on. So I get your and point. The first, it's just and the first one was a first one was a draw. It wasn't like Figueredo beat exactly. him more. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's almost, it's almost like two losses because I thought Moreno won that first one anyway. But Yeah, yeah, definitely up yeah. for discussion. Really exciting there. Um, Brandon Royval, though, Pete, I mean, so exciting. I'm definitely, you, you're tuning yeah. in. Well, give me your thoughts on like the flyweight division. Is it still, do you feel like there's still, it holds weight? If you excuse the term, it's obviously a lightweight division, but do you feel like it still holds weight? Do you still like it's pulling people in? I think they're fucking exciting, bruv, these young, yeah, these, yeah. These, these, um, these, these flyweights. I think they're getting better. Yeah, it's like they're getting, there's more. When uh, Demetrius was around, it was a bit like, oh, who can beat this guy? And everyone was like scrambling. It's almost like in the women's division, like who can beat Valentina or, Amanda, it's like you look at everyone else, you're like, oh, they're nowhere near. But now the titles are changing hands and stuff, and it's like, it's just, yeah, especially like Moreno. I think he's so good for the sport. Like, just this young little kid that you meet him on the street and he's just like smiling. He'd be like, hey, man, like, it's just like you wouldn't think, oh, that's the flyweight champion of the world. It's just, <laughs> you look at Figueredo, you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> let's, let's cross the street. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, but. I still think it's exciting. I, I, I did get excited when Cejudo said he was going to come back when he keeps mouthing people off, but because I think he's, I don't know, I, I know he beat, obviously he beat Demetrius and everyone says Demetrius was the blueprint of like MMA and he was the best, but Cejudo was just a fucking another level, man. He's just like, I would love to see him come back. Yeah, yeah, no, I would. He's, he does Mike Tyson's podcast with him now, doesn't he? Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's the he... co-host of Mike Tyson's podcast. Does he ever mention it at all or not? He, he always just jokes about it, like still calling himself mm. double champ and saying he can, you know, he's, he's always going to come back. He just he, he stays relevant. But yeah, um, Khabib was actually on um, Khabib was on Tyson's podcast. Actually, he's a really really um, interesting oh, watch yeah, if you're yeah, a Khabib sure. fan. So uh, yeah, give that a watch. Um, all right then, Pete. The next fight was Vince Pichel against Austin Hubbard in the lightweight division. It was a very very close fight. Um, both in it to the end. Crazy crazy kind of uh, back and forth fight. Uh, but Vince Pichel for me was landing more of the clean 
cleaner um, and and the more cleaner shots, um, digging in his legs, landing some really good punches, uh, and then Pichel got the win by by decision. This was quite an exciting fight. Vince Pichel, obviously an interesting looking cat. Um, what did you think about this one? Yeah, it was a weird one. Just a yeah. weird fight. Like the both styles. Just when he started off, because they said he'd have like a long layoff or something, and it. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? It's just like. <laughs> Like hands down, just like jumping in and out. I was like, it's just, a, and then he said afterwards, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a weird fighter. I'm hard to hit. I've got a weird style, um, but yeah, he's fucking. Hell, he looked like physically like in great shape, especially against Hubbard, who was, who was like a machine anyway. Like, yeah, I just thought the same as you. He was getting the better shots in and the more damaging shots. I think Hubbard was a bit like flustered by what he was doing, especially as the fight went on. He's like, he got stronger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the cardio on display from Vince was amazing. Um, and he was just saying that obviously he's training in a, in a new camp now. Um, and he obviously noticed a difference even within the first six weeks. He said he noticed a difference. Um, really, really exciting fight there. Uh, Pete, the next fight was in the Bantamweight division. Trevin Jones against um, Kukramanov. And um, Kukramanov uh, missed weight, so he came in a little bit heavy. But to be fair to the cunt, four days notice. Yeah. Four days notice he comes in. Uh, against uh, Trevin Jones, makes it all the way to round three um, and then uh, chokes him out unconscious uh, with a standing yeah. guillotine. Um, yeah, four days notice, Pete. How impressive is that? Yeah, he looked red hot. Um, yeah, just to, what did he say? Didn't he say fucking... I don't, I don't think he fled because I think Uzbekistan's all right, but he fucking had to get out of Uzbekistan to get to the States. And Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Like, he'd gone through all that and then... It's, it's, these fights always come up like this. I'm looking at it. I can't even really remember Trevin Jones, but it sounded like they said he was more of a jiu-jitsu guy. Well, the the fight was bit, so clinch-heavy. Like, the first two rounds, yeah. was, they were just clinching, and uh, jostling for position, clinching, jostling for position. I think Anik and Felder were making jokes about how if Felder was in there, he'd be like, you know, he would, he'd oh, be yeah. looking at the ref to, like, separate Break us, separate yeah, us. Because, yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot going on, but it did look like both both fighters wanted to be there, and both fighters were just happy to be jostling for position. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Kukramanov, I mean, maybe it was the extra weight, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he, he he was able to kind of get, get the win there. Yeah. Just look really good. Yeah, even in the striking, because I think he hurt him yeah. at one point, maybe round two or can't or the end of round like end of round one. It's just even his striking looked better, and it was like, yeah. For, and then obviously at the end he said, yeah, give me an eight eight week training cap and see what I do. Yeah, and I'm back. I'm back. He was just saying at the end as well how he's a really big fan of the UFC. He's just really thankful to be in the UFC. Um, and uh, he's a fanboy of the UFC as well. So, yeah, I'm going to be really, um, really kind of uh, excited to see what he can do with a full training camp. Oh. refreshing to hear someone saying that and not moaning about money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is true I do like hearing that and I think we spoke before didn't we about how you know Dana White's made it very clear before like you know MMA's the sport and we're giving you the stage here and you, you're the ones that are getting the opportunity I, I, we said we kind of agree with that right yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean it's yeah let's see, let's see how, like we're, obviously the other organizations can pay these people like a lot of money but like, i don't know how long can they sustain that it's like i don't, I don't know it's yeah you, get, you, you always get these organizations that come in and then they pay people shit loads of money like pride and that and it's like they're just fucking they can't sustain it so it's i don't, I don't know i don't know what's going on behind the scene 
no, no, no. It's obviously a rich cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird where you know you've got a president who's you know just richer than a lot of the fighters combined. So yeah, it's a strange, uh, strange situation. Uh, I don't think any of the uh, boxing promoters um, are richer than the boxers, but who knows? Anyway, um, Mm. the next fight was really, really fun, Pete. Fucking big heavyweight bout. Big Parker Porter. Um, I've got to be careful not to call him Porker. Um, so Parker Porter, chubby lad against Chase Sherman. Pete, was Chase Sherman in his last fight the one whose leg went a bit funny? No, I was thinking that. It was... Oh, fucking hell. I know you mean. they got the same style. They wear the same shorts. They're like really like long, sort of heavy-looking guys. Um, because I'm trying oh, to recruit Jimmy Crew. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, what happened to Jimmy Crew nearly happened to Chase oh, in this shit. fight. Like, is uh, his leg went a bit, um, yeah, his, his leg went a bit funny, um, on this one there as well. But listen, Parker Porter, big, um, heavyweight yeah. against Chase Sherman, there, really, really interesting fight. Looking at someone. Like Porter, I mean, you, you wouldn't really think that he could be able to last three rounds, but, it, you know, they were both really tied towards the end, but both landing bombs, Chase with some really good leg kicks, Porter landing uh, looks like, what it looks like was the bigger punches. Um, this, the, the volume and the the output from both fighters in this fight was just crazy. Uh, Parker got the, the unanimous decision win. I feel like he deserved it. The the volume from him was crazy. Um, and yeah, just, just absolutely immense output, immense volume. Um, just so surprising to see two big boys like this with amazing cardio like that, Pete. Yeah, that uh, you wouldn't, I would have expected like Porter, uh, was it Parker Porter, Porker Parter? <laughs> Porker. Which way does it go? Parker Porter or Porter it's, Parker? It's Parker Porter. Yeah. Parker Porter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that guy, uh, he. <laughs> Yeah, you'd expect him to fucking gas first and just yeah. sort of. Uh, but I think it come up that he just beat his. Uh, they said he had like a fight like that just before, and he he'd beaten his significant strikes. And what was a bit what was a bit weird was Sherman in the corner saying like, I think his corner man asked him like three or four times like, "How you feeling, bud?" Like, he just he ignored just him, didn't say anything. Yeah. I need water. Give me water. Yeah, but that's just not. Yeah, it doesn't really fool you with any. But he looked he looked alright when he come back out after them rounds. It's just yeah, I think. Uh, Porter was just yeah, just doing more, landing some fucking clean shots. His legs as well, Jesus Christ, like tree trunks. <laughs> just in them small shorts as well. I was like, fucking hell, man! Like <laughs> size of the guy, landing leg kicks on him. It was just horrible. Chase was landing some mm. really nasty leg kicks as well. It was just like two yeah. fucking, but it was like two giraffe necks hitting each other. It was just fucking crazy. It's almost like if he'd have. It's almost like if he'd have landed a few more or gone gone after it a bit more, he could have really fucking hurt him. But he didn't. He wasn't throwing him as much as he should have. But I, I suppose it fucking hurt him as well. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, really, really impressive. Parker gets the unanimous decision win, as we mentioned. Um, really excited to see him in the future. Actually, um, DC loves it when a when a chunkster um shows good cardio because DC's always like, "I told you, man, us big guys, we got the cardio." <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, all right. Um, and uh, well, yeah, he's probably just drunk, isn't he? Um, the next fight, Pete was. Uh... <laughs> the next fight was Clay Guida against Mark Madsen. Um. 
Listen, this was really, really fun, really close. Incredible that Clay is able to actually perform at 41 years old, 15 minutes in a fight, um, split decision win for Marco Madsen, coming back from jaw surgery, coming back from um, his wife being very ill, um, just popping that jab, really good back and forth fight, Pete. Um, I was obviously disappointed that Clay didn't get the win, but I felt like Mark probably did enough. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I think you're right there. He said back and forth. I think it was maybe... Madsen first round, Clay in the second, and then Madsen just done a bit more in the third. It was like, I think Clay had them little moments where he's landing that little, that little counter right hook like a few times. That was that was the one that was landing for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised it didn't. It weren't more like grappling or wrestling heavy. But I suppose they just sort of count counted each other out. But yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a shame. But yeah, so this, I mean, the guy, I didn't, they didn't, a guy didn't look like a fucking lightweight either. Like fucking hell. Like, no. Hench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, is 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 massive. Um yeah, obviously ex Olympia Marco Madsen uh, and Clay mm. said, you know, this isn't this isn't Greco Roman wrestling. Um, you know, this is fucking you um, MMA and he did prove it because in the first round he was he was he was punching him up a bit, bruv. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um Yeah, because is it was it was that what he got it? Medal for, I thought it was judo, Greco Roman, yeah. No, yeah, the silver medal in Greco Roman wrestling. Oh, okay. Really impressive. I mean, you know, it just just amazing. Then he, he even called out. Um, it was the second call out of the night, actually, for uh, Gregor Gillespie. Um, he's calling Probably. out calling out Gillespie, saying Gillespie keeps talking about how he's the best wrestler in the division. Um, let's go. So I, I do like it when they call people out. DC's always trying to get people to to call people out as well. So I I, I do like that. Um, so that was really really exciting. Um, just a few comments on Clay, Pete. I mean, you know, we, we've mentioned Clay before saying that he's not, you know, going, not going to go on any fucking title run, but there's still fights out there for him and I'd like to see him. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you just try and think in lightweight, like, oh, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Someone, that, he's a sort of name that's like, he's been in there with like some of the, well, he has been in there with the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, for someone who's, not someone who like thinks, oh, I'll, I'll grab an easy win because it's not going to be easy. But someone who's a fucking veteran. It's, it's not like you're fighting some bum or some kid coming oh, up. Oh no, definitely. So like someone like, if I was like someone like Tony Ferguson or someone like that, it's like oh, I'll I'll fight Clay Clay Guido. It's not I'm not saying he's not dangerous, but he's not the killers that you've been in there with. Do you know what I mean? It's no. not the elite elite level. So it'd be a good. I just wouldn't want to fight him though. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking hell, just, just in case. At the way, yeah. yeah, just the way that he moves and he's so hard to get out of there. It's you know it's going to be a fucking bitch of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in for a war. Um, yeah. Fifty-one pro fights past six hours of octagon time already in the hall of fame um you know and i know mark madsen won so we'll obviously be talking about him in the future but i'd just like to make sure that um you know we're not um you know we we we, we never miss an opportunity to, to to kind of wax lyrical about clay guido because he's just fucking he's just such a legend of the sport Finally, Pete, um, we've, we we touched on it a little bit earlier, but Gastelum against Cannoneer was an absolute war. Such a close fight in the first couple of rounds. Gastelum was throwing some great combination, um, but Cannoneer was throwing a big right hand, dropped Kelvin in the third. Kelvin gets straight back up and even finished the round really, really strong, um, but Cannoneer got the decision there. Um, yeah, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you were just um, impressed with, with both of them. Uh, Cannoneer just looked uh, amazing, Pete. Yeah, just some more thoughts on this one. Yeah, um, I think yeah, Gastelum always looks good, and he's so tough. But twenty nine, he's only twenty nine. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. He's had wars as well, like, and he's obviously done the probably the best against Izzy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I've, I thought I didn't think it was like completely clear cut, but I was like, oh, Kennedy has won this, and obviously after the fight. Uh, Rafael Cordero was like, "What? Like fucking like he couldn't believe it. It's just like Gaslam looked gutted, and it's just like I just don't think he done enough. That it wasn't no takedowns. No, there was no takedowns. Well, Gaslam tried a couple, but I I, I don't yeah, remember any successful ones. No. no, there was nothing, nothing real. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it was weird because I remember DC saying as well. He said, "Oh, if that's if that's boxing, that's a straight ten eight round. If you drop the person, he dropped no him." What, yeah, no matter what happens in the round, that's like a 10-8. But is that the case? I don't even like because because you know when Deontay knocked knocked down Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. and then people said, yeah, but Tyson got back up and won the round. Like, did he, or was they just saying that? Like, is that even possible with points? I don't know. You know, it's a good question. Um, I, I, dep- I think it might depend on the scoring system. Like, I think maybe people saying that, like, getting up and winning the round, they mean that he just performed better at the end of the yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure that I, I think that if there's a knockdown, it is automatically a ten eight. Just I think. a ten eight. Just a ten. Yeah, which is. But what happens if made, what happens it? if one person knocks one person down, and the other person knocks the other person down in the same round? What happens then? Um, eight eight. <laughs> 10 10 yeah, fucking know. stupid rules, man. That's what I mean. There's so there can be so many knockdowns. Well, I guess in both sports, but especially in MMA, like little clips and they go down to their knees and go for a takedown. Yeah. Or if they're tired and stuff. But yeah, I, I just thought that was the most significant shot of the fight. Yeah. And I think I think he landed a few more with that as well. He, he was landing some like elbows as well. I don't know. Really good stepping like, elbows, yeah. Yeah, like there was a, maybe two or three times he done it with he done it with both elbows. Like you could see him trying to set it up because I saw something today. I didn't click on it. I wish I did now because it, it it looked interesting. People were saying that like Gastelum does this like little fake step, double step, and then comes in. Like he's he's bouncing and then he, and then he goes like the dum and like he comes in in like a weird rhythm and someone right. was like, Cannonier like read that after like two rounds so that's when he started landing them elbows and it's like he, it was just so obvious what he was doing he does this weird little shuffle and comes inside mm. but I, I have to watch it again I didn't really I didn't watch the video but I just think I don't know he's not he's just not been decisive enough lately I don't think so like warrant warrant getting straight back into the top like title picture. Yeah, it was surprising to see him ranked, like Cannonier ranked number three. Um, and I thought, mm. oh, you know, they must be ranked kind of near each other. But um, Gaston's number nine. And yeah, you, you're right. Yeah. He's kind of had a bit of a, not a fall from grace. I don't think I'm going to be as harsh and say that. But at the same time, you are right. He's, he's, his, last few, his last couple of fights, he hasn't been um, hasn't been at the at, at the level maybe uh, as we saw in the yeah. Izzy fight maybe but listen anytime these two um, are going to fight um, you know it's uh, it's always interesting to see them um, Cannonier at the end of the fight post fight interview they asked him DC said are you going to wait for the title fight now are you going to have a fight and he he said he's broke Pete I mean <sighs> what's broke like I want to know because they always they do release the uh, fighter pay right so I'm guessing he's got to at least made a hundred or more like. 100 grand or maybe 125 for a, for a main event. Do you think? I, th- I don't think he would have got that. No? No, I don't. I doubt it. Gastelum definitely because he's been in that picture before but I would right. have thought Cannonier would have been up there as well. Interesting. I don't know. I don't Surely, know. I mean, like, 
if a bonus is 50 grand, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's the, he's been, I think he's been around for long enough to make that sort of money. Um, because it, because sometimes obviously it's for the name as well, isn't it? Like, so if Cowboy fights on a card, he could be like the third fight down and he could be the highest paid fighter just because he's Cowboy. Yeah, he'll get yeah. like he'll get like two hundred or two fifty or something mad or three hundred some shit like that. But that's why he fights all the time because he just likes making the money and getting back in there. And yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm surely like I wouldn't have thought of like a main event fight them getting less than hundred grand. Like it's interesting. I yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I'd like to know what he considers broke. Like you know, are you you know. Afghanistan village broke or are you fucking like westernized American broke where you've got a house and a car no. and no mortgage so you know don't be telling people you're if broke you, mate yeah, if you was if you was that broke fucking go for the knockout mate <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell oh broke well you wasn't you wasn't fighting like you was broke make it fight <laughs> in the night or something mate you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Peter, um, we've, um, we're going to come on to, i tell you what, listen, this weekend's card for me looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. Starting with the prelims, um, I'm sure my BT recording will probably come in about four fights late. Um, but so just some standout names here. Um, JJ Aldrich uh, in the flyweight division, bless her, she's fighting Vanessa um, Demapulu. Um, Dustin Jacoby um, is fighting Darren Stewart. Bless Darren Stewart, going from near main events yeah, to yeah. not even halfway up a prelim fight. Um, yeah. But that's what happens when you lose. Um, Darren Stewart against Dustin Jacoby, that's going to be in the light heavyweight division. Big smiling Sam Alvey, who we always like to see. He's fighting Wellington Terman. That's in the middleweight division as well. And then we've got Alessio De Chirico against Abdul Razak Al Hassan Pete, that is going to be a yeah. fun. That's just the prelims. That's going to be fun, eh? Yeah, right on. That sounds really good. Really, really fun. Okay, and then moving on to the main card. Um, I'm really interested to see um, because I recognise some of these names, Pete, because. We've got Mahmoud Marudov against Gerald Mearshart. Mearshart obviously, um, you know, got banged out by, um, what's his name, Kamzat. Um, yeah. We've got Andre Petrotsky fighting Michael Gilmore. Now, Andre Petrotsky is from the Ultimate Fighter from this season. Um, okay. So, obviously, um, he hasn't, uh, I don't know who's won it, actually, because I haven't watched the final yet. But um, he's obviously, um, I don't know if he's won it or not. Um, so, these look like, essentially, these look like... Um, the it's interesting because these look like they're doing the finals of the ultimate fighter, but then Volkanovsky and Ortega should surely be on that card as well. So it's a bit confusing. Um, mm. So Andre Petrotsky's fighting Michael Gilmore in middleweight. They're both from the ultimate fighter. We've then got Kevin Leapy against D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be exciting. Yes. Yeah, that was the one that stood out for me. Um Really interesting on the UFC website because it says Kevin Lee is ranked 11 in the welterweight division and Daniel Rodriguez is ranked number 11 in the welterweight division. So um, that's obviously a mistype there as well. Um, <laughs> that's what they're fighting for. <laughs> they're fighting for that 11 spot. Um, Bantamweight, uh, Ricky Tercio against Brady Highstand. These are both from the Ultimate Fighter as well. So essentially, these just look like these are the Ultimate Fighter finales. And then, Pete, we've got Brian Battle against Gilbert Urbina. Now, I want you to watch out for this fight because Brian Battle and Gilbert Urbina are both from the Ultimate Fighter. Um, really, really good backstories. And Brian Battle is a really, really interesting fighter. Really long, really rangy. Um, and just looking at him, you know, in the first episode, you think, you know, you 
you see him in the gym, you see him sparring, and you think, what's this? What, 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 what can it? He just doesn't look like a fighter. He gets in the cage, and his technique is amazing. But Gilbert is an absolute monster as well. Doesn't stop coming forward. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that one, uh, and we'll see how that one goes. And then Pete Edson Barboza, the number nine ranked featherweight, is fighting Giga Chikadza. King of the Giga Kick, rank number 10. How exciting is that? No, I went up. That's hard, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, I don't even really. It's all. It's almost like I want to go for Barbosa. Yeah, but but obviously, I think this is going to be a big, massive test for Giga. But I don't know. It's interesting. Really Lisa's is. not going to go to. Lisa's not going to go to the floor. <laughs> yeah, this will be a stand-up fight for sure. Yeah. For sure, you never know; they could surprise us. Uh, but this yeah, will yeah. be a stand-up fight for sure. Watch out for those kicks; they'll be coming left, right, and center. Um, I think the matchmakers of the UFC is, have done us wonders here. Um, two excellent strikers. Hopefully, they'll put on a clinic, and hopefully, we'll have a really, really fun fight. Uh, really excited for the next few weeks because we've got Nick Diaz coming back. We've got Ortega um, against Volkanovski. Obviously, you know, just some really, really top heavyweight, um, top um, level clashes uh, that are really, really coming up soon. Peter, any other wicked whispers from yourself? No, nah, not really. I'm just I'm looking forward to next week as well. I think. I might have got the card confused, but I'm sure there's some fucking really good fights on next week. Um, uh, is that the Teal card? Yeah, obviously we've got Teal, so I'm excited to see him. Um, hopefully he gets the job done. But I'm pretty sure big fucking Kamzat's back. I'm not sure whether it's next week or not. Or I thought he retired. Um... <laughs> um, let's bring up the card then. So that one, I can't see. I've got Derek Brunson against Darren Till. Uh, Tom Aspinall's fighting uh, Pavlovich. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, Alex yeah. Perez fighting Matt Schnell, who has one of the weirdest styles I've ever seen. Um, Ariana Lipsky's fighting. Uh, Bukowskas is fighting Khalil Roundtree Jr. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I can't see no cams no, out. Let's go over to the previews. Maybe, um, yeah. maybe that's on the uh, maybe that's on the Nick Diaz card because I think that one's hotting up. Maybe that was that picture I sent you. Do you remember that picture, that full card? Mm. And it, everyone's like fucking ill. Like they probably pulled everyone out of the bag there. Like it's just, just like, just like I don't know, like fight of the night after another. It's just, it's going to be so good. I think that's who's the main event on that. Which is that one? The is that Usman? Uh, the Nick Diaz one. Uh, I think um, it's the 25th of September. Then that's the um, Volkanovski Ortega card. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's Volkanovski against Ortega, Shevchenko against Laura Murphy, uh, Nick Diaz against Robbie Lawler, and Curtis Blades against Rosenstreich. Oh, cool. Okay, some absolute wars there, Peter. Thank you very much. Let's let listeners go. Um, we'll catch up again next week. As I say, really, really excited for what's coming up on this card. Um, we've been on this pod so long, it's gone dark. Can't see each other. No, um, but no. listen, we're only releasing the audio, so we're good. All right, Pete, we'll catch up again next week, mate. Sweet, mate. Sweet, Sweet mate. Day, man.